We're here, we're doing it. Yep. We're getting to our podcast, Getting Real with Rose. <laughs> How you feeling? Uh, a little nervous. You know, we're trying to make this right and work and yeah, yeah. and this is different. Definitely different. Um, do you want to do a gr- little grounding exercise yeah. for us? So one day I'll explain grounding, <laughs> but um, this is stomach meridian, which is the first point on our stomach, which is an, and a meridian is an energy line through our body. This one goes all the way down to our second toe. And this one pulls energy from? Above. Yeah. And brings it all the way down. And the next one we're going to do is on the chest. It's underneath your collarbone in the center. And then you can feel a divot. And that's the last point in kidney. And that's bringing our energy up from the bottom of our foot. So like from the earth. From the earth. And then spleen is um, the last point for spleen. And this is how our body processes our thoughts, our food, everything. Mm. It's, it's the spleen is such a hardworking um, organ. Uh, I feel better. How about you? I feel better, too. Okay. So let's start with a brief introduction. Um, do you right. want to introduce yeah. yourself? I'm Rose Hilbert. And I am the owner of the inn and spa at Gothic Eves in Trumansburg, New York. Um, I've been here for 29 years, um, 62, and I am proud of it. Got my gray hair to show and my wrinkles. And you, Madeline, what about you? Who are you? So I'm Madeline. I am 23 years old. And I am the social media manager. And I also am a content creator for the Inn at Gothic Eves, also with the help of my awesome brother, Alex, who yes. also helps create content here. Yes. Um, I am also a singer, a dancer, work with kids. So I kind of do a whole lot. bunch of things. You're I would, I would encompass it in like a... I'm a creative. So we are filming our first podcast ever. um, And this has been very big and very different and very exciting for us. Do you want to talk about why we decided to start this podcast? Yeah. So the podcast was uh, gave birth (laughs) in many conversations after creating reels and Instagram content. And, um, we seem to have a lot to say to each other, and and we seem to, um, despite the age difference, there's there's a, a thread that we seem to also um, hold together, and um, so it just came very natural for us to speak with each other. But we, ha- I thought we had lots of interesting things to talk <laughs> about too. I think we're interesting people too. Um, so really, the the composition the the reason to start this is many but mostly sharing you go through 62 years and you have all this experience and you've fallen into holes you've been married you've been divorced you've been all these things um i learned from others Mm. so it seemed like i should make 
and give all of the struggles and successes a little bit of air on how not to step in that hole or it's not all perfect or lots of things. Yeah. And I think we, um, unintentionally, we scratch the surface of that when we started making content together. Yeah. You know, we did like little interview sections and fun reels and reels of the inn and photos and stuff like that. And I think um, you'll probably agree with this, but we both felt like there was more to be shown and shared that we didn't really get to grasp with like the shorter, yeah. the shorter content and with Instagram and TikTok and all these other platforms right now, short is good, short functions. Right. Um, so I think Tell giving them. us the space to yeah. go into depth and discuss more of the things that you enjoy and that you've learned and, um, and that I enjoy and that I've learned um, yeah. was definitely the next step for for both of us mm-hmm. in a direction that we were excited about so why don't you tell them our instagram account oh it's uh the in it gothic eves <laughs> yeah <laughs> go follow us uh we post a lot of fun stuff um we're always having a good time well not always no. but like we when we make content we're having a good time <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's some of my favorite days yeah. uh, and the website for the inn is uh getting real with rose the name of our podcast yeah getting real has a a, a meaning of it's not all fun it's not all organized it isn't all easy um it's stressful it's constant and um it's rewarding it's ever it's all those things so when you see when you go to our um the Gothic Eve's instagram account you're going to see parts the positive parts maybe some negative parts um but you're going to see us doing things and feeling and that's all true but there's another side to all of that. Mm-hmm. And as much fun as you see us having is as much struggle and an effort it takes to make that happen. Yeah. So um, we have great days and good days and even days and bad days, just mm-hmm. like everybody else. And yeah. that's what's getting real. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be part of the problem of uh, people thinking that it's perfect here. It's my illusion. Yeah. I do a really good job at creating yeah. an illusion, <laughs> but um, there's bad days. Yeah. And so getting real with Rose is really just about um, showing the whole picture and not just uh, not just the good things and mm. how the negative things end up bringing us to the good things and yeah. there's darkness and light and other yeah. way around. So... Um, so how you got into innkeeping, this mm. is really a story of a lifetime. Yeah, so, it is. It um, is. I want to really um, hear the full story. Um, yeah. And that starts in childhood, the root of everything, right? Do the podcast wanna... <laughs> listeners should probably get a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's why it takes a while. Uh, But do you want to start with that growing up? What sure. What was that like for you? Um, I was uh, one of five kids. I was the middle child, says an awful lot about me. Um, I was the first daughter. Um, My dad was a teacher, and my mom stayed home for all of us. Very difficult job. Um, 
there was a lot to my mom, but I believe that she held the housekeeping mom occupation, and she did an exceptional job of that. Um, and I was born in Maryland, uh, just about 20 miles northeast of Baltimore. So I was out in rural area. I, I, <laughs> my first home was, uh, they would have called it um, a condominium. Uh, no, a townhouse, but it was then called row houses. And um, it was across the street from a dairy farm. And then my rest of my life in Maryland was um, on the other side of the dairy farm <laughs> at a house. Uh, let's see, what else? I went to a Catholic grade school. And uh, that was interesting, uniforms, the works. And, uh, what was the energy of that like for you? Yeah, small classes. I went to school in first grade, never did kindergarten, date, none of that stuff. Um, there were 30 kids about in each class, mm-hmm. not each first grade class, mm-hmm. but all of first grade was 30 kids and the second grade was 30. And so I went in school going to school with the same 30 children all the way to eighth grade. So uh, there were only eight classrooms in the school. So recess was on a paved parking lot. Sounds like a song. And, uh, (laughs) right. And uh, yeah, it, it, nuns, lots of nuns. There were lay people there too. Um, But I enjoyed school. But I had I I didn't have very many friends. Yeah. It seemed to be one of the things that I struggled with in the beginning of my life. Yeah, so. and then going into um, like college and things like that. Well, you can't skip over high school. Oh yeah, tell us about high school. Sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, high school was a very different thing. It was a private school. There was a priest that was the principal, and there were nuns there. Notre Dame nuns but lots of lay people. And it was much more about excellence. It was a college preparatory school. Um, So uniforms and discipline, but the education was exceptional. Mm. Uh, In college, I I went to University of Maryland, but in college, they never came close to challenging me like high school. So I would say that high school was... Uh, very much part of making me, pulling me the best of me and pushing me mm. to be my best. Um, That's good. Yeah, high schools usually don't do that. They usually leave lots of scars. <laughs> but uh, me, yeah, but it wasn't that for me. Um, not very many friends again, but yeah. still just the ability to just spread my wings and be as much as I could fill. And then when that wasn't enough for them, they wanted more. I somehow, yeah, came up with more. So, yeah. That's great. Yep. So college. Uh, yeah, college. So high school kind of got me involved with the environmental science yeah. part. So I went to college, the University of Maryland in environmental science, and uh, worked there for two and a half years and got a job at EPA, which was three miles away. And uh, Can you with, tell us what EPA is? EPA, oh, the Environmental Protection Agency of our government. Um, and uh, it was a student job. It was called 1040 because 1040 is halftime. Mm. And 
and we got paid student rate, but I didn't care. I wanted to work there. And right before I got in to start my first day, they uh, riffed all of EPA from that station. It was the main place. It was the base place for EPA. Um, They riffed it, which is a pink slip for everybody. And uh, they literally closed the facility. They closed the gates. They put a they put a a lock on it, and they wrote "rift" um, across the the sign. And uh, <laughs> I was devastated. Yeah, I can yeah. Imagine. So my job was gone, and uh, and then I did a lateral. I just went over to USDA, which was on the same main campus in Beltsville, mm-hmm. Maryland. And I rode my bike every day and worked there. Um, that was that was pretty cool. I worked in the strawberry blueberry labs mostly. Oh, cool! Yeah, small <laughs> fruits. Yeah. Um, and then where did you go from there? So um, I got a full time job at okay. USDA as a tech. And somewhere in there, they decided that there was more to me. Do you see the pattern? And uh, they decided to offer me the ability to go to school and get a master's degree and keep my job, be paid full-time for my job, go to school full-time, and they were going to pay for the school too, graduate school. Um, Wow. That was awesome. Day before, it took me almost a year to get into University of Maryland (laughs) um, graduate department, and I was going to horticulture. And uh, I went to get my check to pay my bill, registered my classes, and I walked into the department head's uh, office, and he said, "Uh, there's no money for you to do this. The day before I was starting classes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, little sign there. So I decided maybe I was just to just go back to school. (laughs) And they thought I was that good. So I thought, okay, I'm still that good. I'm going to school. So in one day, I went right back to campus. I walked around, said, will you just take me as a student? Mm. And can you give me an assistant, like a teaching assistant or a research assistant? There were none left in the horticulture department. Went to botany department, found one. And in one day, I was horticulture, and the next day I was in botany in a genetic lab. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then from there, you, um, I know you did some work in like a garden center of some sort. Yeah, so How I, did you end up from working in the botany department to then? Yeah, getting my degree. So I was getting my degree. I worked like, like a grunt at a garden center. It was a privately owned one. It was uh, called Solar Gardens. It had a, a passive solar greenhouse mm-hmm. that heated itself in the winter and, uh, and I, I was a landscape grunt, watering plants, mulching beds, and graduated with my master's degree. And I was offered a job at the garden center as a manager. Because what was your other option? Oh, Monsanto. Yeah. I got a, uh, I was being offered a job from Monsanto and some deep down inside me said, this is before Monsanto had a bad reputation. Yeah. Something told me no, mm, a big no. And I went with no and got that job at the garden center and then got fired eventually. Oh, no. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> and then uh, 
then worked at another garden center and started like looking around and the National Institutes of Health in um, Bethesda, Maryland offered me a job in an office. It was a resource place. So I got to read all kinds of research. It wasn't just infectious disease. It was everything. Hmm. Yeah. Sounds interesting. It is. But not quite what you ended up wanting to do. (laughs) I hated getting dressed. I like getting dressed up, but I hated walking around in heels. I hated spending money on fancy clothes to look like the part. I I didn't want to be inside. Corporate life. I know. I was on the eighth floor. I ended up taking over that whole office and all the people in it. And um, they were giving me pay raises, and I hated it. Uh, I hated it. Yeah. And then? Yes, my daughter, first daughter was born, Anna. And daycare was okay because I had a great daycare person until I didn't. Mm. And then it was awful. And I, it was unacceptable. And I worked really hard to figure out how to get out of there. And I was married then. I, um, and I, we together came up with um, finding a job somewhere else and me finding work at home. And uh, ta-da, um, found Cornell was offered him a job. And, and I found this home. And this was one of three things I wanted to do at home. And uh, so... Yeah. And how did you come up with that? Like, did you, were you just sitting with it? Like, no, um, that was, that was very calculated. So, uh, we went to a bed and breakfast and sat in this great old, huge smokehouse with a big fire. And we made a list of all the things that we liked doing and things we thought we were really good at. Mm -hmm. And then we took our list home after the weekend and asked all our friends yeah. what they thought we were good at and mm-hmm. what they thought we liked. And wherever those threads crossed over, that's what we went with. So we both liked entertaining. We liked, both liked being social. We both liked gardening and mm-hmm. fixing things and fixing things up. We love old houses. I mean, um, and I wanted to be home to raise Anna. Right. So um, found this house. It was, it was perfect. The garden center wouldn't have worked here. There's not enough summer here. There's not <laughs> enough heat. Well, there might be soon, but there's not enough heat in New York. Was the garden center another idea that you yes. were thinking Yes, and of? then um, tissue culture. I was thinking about you getting plants into cellular form and propagating them, and there were going to be natives to go ahead and go out and plant out in the forest to reforest areas yeah. that were being ruined. Three completely different paths. <laughs> yes. So you, you found this house. Yes. How did you end up in Trumansburg? And yeah. Like this house was empty. It had leaves all through. It had no furniture, it had a lamp in some of the rooms on the floor lit. It was not a great showing. And I walked in the front door and I swear I had been here before. And I swear it was, I mean, I just knew this was my house. I've had that feeling in other places where the other house that I have now, um, yeah, I walk into house some places and it's, it's a knowing. I just know I've been here. It's the right place to be. If it was, it brought up all this elation and joy in me. And it was dark and cold and there was nothing really 
to talk about. It didn't right. look like this. Um, yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. So just went with that. I did. With that feeling. I did. So how did the inn develop from there? So you had this house. Yeah. And then what did you do at this place? Yeah, so it had four rooms. Okay. And the fifth bedroom was our bedroom. And we shared it um, with our daughter. Um, interesting time. And then um, expanded. We built a fifth room on the first floor. And because four rooms technically statistically will not pay your bills <laughs> five rooms is um really where your work and your input equals more your output yeah um so we went with that and um and then the house next door uh the owner passed and i said hey if you're interested we're here we might consider buying that and they came over and we bought it and we gave them what they wanted because um, it was next door. Yeah, you can't you can't do next door unless it's next door. <laughs> so uh, we paid for it. It was a mess. It was rotted. It was nothing like this house. We totally rebuilt it. Wow. So we went from one house, four rooms, to two houses, eight rooms, a spa, and an apartment for our family. Because Rachel was born the first year we were here, yeah. so we had two kids and us, and a dog, and we needed an apartment, so. What are, like, what were some of the challenges that came up for you? Um, um, paying the- for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we bought that house, we had permission to go forward with making it a bed and breakfast. Yeah. This was a bed and breakfast. Now we call it an inn, but, um, and then when we took the house apart and we had a backhoe underneath the original house, and the original house was one inch off of the ground because they were going to build, rebuild a foundation and a floor. Wow. Rainy day. And the code zoning guy comes up, and at that moment he comes and he says, I don't think this is going to work. And I refuse to compromise. It's a great lesson for, like, to never settle because look at, look at, I you know. know. <laughs> There's, there is a lot of stories there, many podcasts, but it but it all worked out. Yeah. It all worked out. That's awesome. Yeah. From the city to a small town, owning a successful business, and you've been doing it for 29 years. That is, that's quite the journey. With all that being said, um, you have a lot of knowledge and a lot of information and a lot of value. Um, to share with people. Um, So that's something that we'll get into over the next couple uh, episodes. Um, We'll be covering things from innkeeping to owning a business and owning a business as a woman, challenges, advice, spirituality and business and how they play in together. Finally, energy medicine. Thank you for being here and stay tuned for more.